3: This is SPR.
4: Global ocean temperatures have stopped rising after researchers discovered that the decapitated head of the cyborg Cybrona was left on after being thrown into the Marianas Trench by the Green Thumb back in 1998. After turning the robotic head off, sea temperatures immediately began falling back to historic levels, but tsunamis can still be expected throughout the region.
3: That was Apoorva Singh reporting from SPR Atlantis.
0: Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Today marks the first day of the public release of the Super Registry. Many news agencies will disclose the identities of individuals named on that list. We as an organization have decided, instead of exposing other people's secret identities, we will share our own. Starting right here. My name is Wenling Chen, Senior Reporter for SPR News, and I can teleport.
4: My name is Deirdre Wilson, SPR News Director,
1: and I am an empath.
3: My name is Ben Belzer, field reporter for SPR News, and I am indestructible.
1: My name is Ellen Spiegel, senior producer for These American Supers, and I have retractable claws.
5: My name is Sidney Rakoff, field reporter. And I am a giant talking insect. My name is Ethan Schwartz, host of These American Supers, and I am an ally.
3: My name is Ares Greco, host of 100% Invisible, and I am the god of war.
5: My name is William Wisgig of the
6: Utility Belt, and I am- Wait, did Ares say he was a god? Like an actual deity? Are gods real? All of them? Or just- Billy. Maybe the-
0: Sorry. We stand with our fellow superhumans, whose private identities are now public. No one knows what the fallout of this will be, but rest assured that SPR will be there to cover it with compassion. In our next news break, SPR Vice President of News, Anna Clark, will have more on SPR's policies concerning the Super Act.
3: My name is Douglas Corona, underwriter for SPR Paradise City, and I am an amplifier. It's 75 degrees here in Paradise City, and now these American supers.
5: From QSPZ Baltimore, it's these American Supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. Earlier this month, the NLRB ruled that employees of the henching app Lackey would be allowed to unionize should they elect to. This vote has become a battlefield. Lackey cares about one thing and one thing only the bottom line. This is Kirby King, acting president of Igor.
3: We're used to working with the worst of the worst. Name the supervillain, and we've
5: done the game. But these Wall Street types that lackey answers to, yikes, gives me the creeps. We sent producer Ellen Spiegel to Mesa, Arizona to cover the state's historic vote with the help of a familiar face.
1: The last time I saw Harold Harrison, he was dressed as an anthropomorphic crocodile. Today, he is in a blood red polo, an Igor pin proudly displayed on his lapel.
7: They promise you flexible hours, competitive pay, implants that let you breathe underwater. What they don't tell you is it's all overnights, there's no overtime, and that they'll remove those implants without anesthesia the second you break contract. Look at the scar. It itches when it's about to rain, so yeah, it's useful and it looks cool, but I shouldn't have it.
1: We're inside the same hideout we used when we worked for Croc Command. Today, it's a temporary Igor Union Hall, set up for prospective members. No, 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 Ooh. don't put your coffee there! Oh, that missile is still
7: active. <laughs>
1: it is still littered with crocodile-themed costumes and weapons. Sorry. Eight, no, no,
7: it was my mistake. Seven, I should have put up a sign. Six, oh, man, what was Croc five. Commander's birthday? Um, Croc Commander, born on a Sunday to a nurse on Orlando Two. Speedway 929. Nine, okay, got it. And see, this was a non-union site where they don't take safety seriously.
8: Hey, 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 Harry, you secured this site with me.
7: Yeah, and let's talk about how with better training and working conditions, coffee spills don't accidentally kill everyone in the room.
1: Released on good behavior from Saguaro Supermax Prison, Harold quickly fell back into the henching community.
7: Not a lot of jobs for an ex-con with a record of villainy. Especially a record that played on the radio.
1: Sorry about that. Don't
7: be! That story got me a feature in Igor's magazine. Right between Frank Bulletproof Jones and Bobby Lightning Fist Rainer was me, Harold Easy to Work with Harrison. (laughs) After I got out, they were very eager to meet me. And look at me now, official Igor organizer, District 487.
1: And does it look like you have the votes here in Mesa?
7: Yeah, you don't exactly trust people when you're working on this side of the law, so... Convincing them to work together is an uphill climb. Plus, it doesn't help that Lackey is pouring money in to stop us.
1: A day later, the group Harold was speaking to were brought downtown by Lackey for a team-building exercise.
9: There they are.
1: Good morning. Hello, Lackeys. If that voice sounds familiar, it should. It's Rex Ruthless, or at least it's one of him. See, Lackey only has a single full-time employee. Rex Ruthless's army of clones are all paid individual weekly checks, but due to a legal loophole, They only pay a single set of taxes. Roughly 300 Rex clones work at Lackey, and they all share the same name, so they identify each other by number. This Rex is 264.
9: Hey, take a seat, take a seat. I see a lot of familiar faces out there.
1: The last Rex to visit Arizona was actually 235, but the crowd doesn't seem to notice.
9: We here at Lackey, we're not a workplace. We're a family. And Igor, well, that's like adding a stepdad to an already happy home, right? <laughs> Am I
1: right? It's basically word for word the press releases Lackey has been running, only now he has a captive audience.
9: We were going to raise your pay, but with union dues, it will basically negate it. Add a couple
1: embellishments here and there.
9: Without Igor weighing us down, we'll be able to bring you more weapons, better getaway cars, and new implants.
1: And incentives.
9: You know what we were going to add to the Lackey catalog next corner? Metal legs! (laughs) I've always wanted metal
1: legs. And you've got a very compelling presentation.
9: (laughs) I see some people in the front row here that could definitely use some metal legs. (laughs) What is this, Pirate Day? (laughs) Do some metal eye, too. (laughs) Am I right? Am I right?
1: I catch up with Rex264 outside on his smoke break. He'll run another seminar in a half hour. (laughs) It's a living. So do you expect this area to unionize?
9: I'm sure that they will make the right decision in the end.
1: I listened to a lot of your presentation. The Lackey Board voted down pay raises in August. That was before the NLRB ruling, wasn't it?
9: Well, we knew it was coming. Hey, is this going to air before the vote?
1: No, we're covering the full thing.
9: Oh, all right.
1: He leans in and drops the winning smile all Rexes are known for.
9: Back in the day, if henchmen got out of line, you'd vaporize them. But you know what hurts production? Vaporizing the people doing it. Once henchmen realized they had the whole villainy industry in their hands, they closed around bad villains like a fist. (laughs) Good for them, right? But then they started to complain about broken bones, jail time, the monsters, the food. Ah, ah. Igor took it too far. Last time I checked, supervillains and henchmen were on the same side of the law. Where's that outlaw's spirit? we are the bad guys? There are no rules. Those goons should know that.
1: 264 stomps out his cigarette and heads back inside to a fresh group of henchmen. He greets them with a smile and shakes hands with the front row.
9: All right, welcome. Welcome, lackeys. He'll run three more
1: workshops before the vote tomorrow. 11 a.m the lackey training center the vote many of the men and women who come in are still tired from the overnight heist gig that popped up on the app as well as being slightly irradiated
10: oh are you kidding me (laughs) the implants they absorb most of the radiation and the iodine pills take care of the rest you just can't hug the cat for like a day or two
1: and do you mind if i ask you how you're planning to vote
10: oh I'm sticking with Lackey all the way, 100%. I don't know what I would have done without those implants.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's supposed to be coming off like that? It's a fairly divided crowd.
8: We have to buy our own bullets. Half a crew is out there with empty clips. You better believe I'm voting Igor.
7: Metal freaking legs. (laughs) My last gig, they injected scorpion venom into my testicles. Union job? They'd have to ask first.
1: At the end of the day, the tally is 630 for staying with Lackey and 610 for joining Igor. The vote fails. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed for sure. I caught up with Harold after the votes had been tallied. He was admitted to the ICU after receiving an incredibly large dose of radiation from the previous night's heist. He wasn't even on duty, he just went out to make sure the lackeys were all right.
7: These guys aren't trained in nuclear management. No matter what they tell you, implants only do so much.
1: The gig itself was robbing a freight train full of nuclear waste on behalf of Marie Fury.
7: I showed up to the site to remind everyone to vote, but I couldn't stand by and watch them do something dangerous. Like, I was up to my elbows in goo before I remember, oh, Dummy, I don't have my implants anymore. But we got the thing under control before it blew. And the scars don't itch anymore, but they say that's normal when they have to replace all your skin.
5: Hey, Harry. Hey, look at you.
8: You got your metal legs. <laughs> yeah, cool, right? Um, I'm sorry about the vote.
7: Hey, that's okay. You did what you had to do.
8: We were thinking.
7: Uh, could, could you fill me in on what went wrong yesterday? Yeah, sure. Pull up a chair. Got nothing but time. And tumors. <laughs> Probably. But hey, more of me to love.
1: As I left. I saw a group of henchmen on their way up to see Harold. Some to ask about union membership, others just there to visit. My initial plan was to end the story here, but I ran into Rex 264 at the airport. He agreed to an impromptu interview. I recorded it on my phone. So how do you feel about the results?
9: It's like I said, we're a family. This vote only proves that.
1: Yeah, about that. I was wondering, you're a clone, right? Why doesn't Lackey just use clones as the workforce, instead of hiring independent contractors?
9: Well, we're not hard labor. Rex One made us so that he could ensure our company was run just the way he wants.
1: And do you get any say in that? In how you or the other clones get assigned?
9: No, only Rex One has that power. But we've talked about sending him a strongly worded email.
1: You and the other Rexes?
9: Yeah, we meet about once a month, get together, see how we're doing... See what we can do better? Maybe improve working conditions? You know, we're stronger together, like a family.
1: Yeah, like a family.
5: That was senior producer Ellen Spiegel. Since the story was recorded, several Lackey districts have voted to join Eager. Harold himself has since been elected chapter president of Local 487 in nearby New Mexico. Rex 264 was fired by Lackey a month after the vote. As a term of his employment contract, he has since been liquidated.
7: I was up to my elbows in goo before I remember, Dummy, I don't have my implants anymore.
5: We'll be back soon with more of these American supers.
8: In our hands is placed a power greater than their hoarded gold, greater than the might of armies magnified a thousandfold. We can bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old for the union made us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever.
2: Support for SPR comes from Dr. Fungos. Are you tired of the endless cycle of villainy?
8: It's like a snake eating its own tail. And I will unleash it on Miami as soon as I am
2: free! I'll- at Dr. Fungo's Rehab Center for the Criminally Insane, we aim to treat the underlying causes of your supervillainy so that you and your loved ones can enjoy a happier, less evil life. Dr. Fungo's Healing Iniquity with Dignity. Use offer code cray for a 5% discount on your stay-stay. Live from
4: Washington, I'm SBR News Director Deidre Wilson. SPR has adopted new guidelines for operating under the SUPER Act. To explain these policies, we've brought SPR Vice President Anna Clark into the studio with this special presentation.
2: Thank you, Deirdre. Unmasking a superhero affects a community. An unmasked hero is less effective within their work and more vulnerable outside of it. Because of this disproportionate risk, the heroic Legion worked hard to provide a choice for their heroes in keeping their identities secure. Civilians, civilians do not have this choice anymore thanks to the unmasking coalition in Washington and thanks in part to the Legion itself. And now families who had just wished to live ordinary lives despite their extraordinary abilities are waking up in a new uncertain world. We here at SPR stand with these families. And I think I, more than anyone, owe them some measure of solidarity. My full name is Susanna Clark, But you may know me better as Iron Barracuda. Over the last 25 years, I have been at the center of many issues facing superhumans, but never one so controversial. You may not believe me, but i this was my best attempt to protect all superhuman communities from a bill whose passage was inevitable. If not this year, then next. I still believe that I made the right decision. But I knew then that I could not continue as the VP of news here at SPR, having exposed so many of our staff and contributors. Therefore, I have decided to resign from SPR, effective immediately. I have loved... I have loved my time with SPR and am proud that our network will continue to be a force for good in these uncertain times. Thank you, all. It's been an honor working with you.
3: That was Anna Clark from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City, and now
5: for Sequential. Previously on Sequential. If Philip is really dead, show me his body.
11: What's inside is a singed domino mask and a pile of rocks. No body. So where do you think Philip is now?
8: Well, if I had to run from the goat himself, I bet he's gone to Whiteout. You can only find him once. I don't know if I'd call Sicko innocent.
11: Oh my god, your Philip died.
2: Not anymore.
8: Echo. A patient
11: at the Shady Acres Rehab Facility in... From these American supers in QSPZ Baltimore, it's sequential. One tale told bit by bit. I'm Candace Stripe. We're at our fourth and final episode. You probably heard the rest of the episodes on our website, sprpod.com, but if you haven't, stop and go back. We're telling this story in sequence. The story is of Philip Dodd, A.K.A. the Kid, Goatman's teen sidekick who was allegedly killed by the supervillain Sicko, Goatman's nemesis. Last week, we caught up with Philip, who, as you've heard, is very much alive. I was hoping that this would be the moment that solved everything. The aha that would tell us who the true villain of this story really was. I don't believe it. I can't
8: believe it. Mm -hmm. You go out and find the Kid, bring him back from the dead, and that's what he tells you? That's right. Tell me again, from the top.
11: How
1: did you find me?
11: We're picking up where we left off in our last episode. Philip is, of course, going by a new identity, which we will not disclose on this broadcast. He took his lunch break so he could speak in private. It's weird, right?
6: Like, this guy saved my life, and I can't picture his face. But I do have a feeling. Good feeling.
11: I have listened to my interview with, uh, them... 20 times, but I can't get it to stick in my mind at all. My producer says they wanted to know how you are.
6: You mean talk to him here? Uh, what whiteout? Whiteout, I'm okay. I'm better now.
11: Great. So let's cut right to it.
6: You want to know why I faked my own death?
11: <laughs> it's certainly on my mind.
6: Things were bad with Goatman for a long time. I wrote the boy and girl sidekicks of America to get reassigned, but a week before I left, I found out he was seriously planning on letting me go.
11: That's not so bad.
6: Oh, no, that's what we call it. You see, we live on the side of a cliff. You mean he
11: was going to kill you?
6: Yeah, and I didn't want to believe it, but I could, so I had to get out of there. After my joyride didn't work, I reached out to the only person I thought could help.
11: Sicko. Are you crazy? No, I called Ricky. A.K.A. Patrick Mason, the original kid who had accused Goatman of the attempted murder of Philip in Episode 2. Ricky got out.
6: He said he could help. Gave me a time and place.
11: The warehouse. Exactly.
6: Night of, I go out. I tell Ed... uh, our, our butler that I'm going after Sicko and head to the meetup spot.
11: What happened next?
6: I hear a ticking noise and... Kaboom. Everything around that is hazy. Eventually, I wake up in the Midwest with a new ID, a hotel room that's been paid for for a week, and a job application to Cinerol. Whiteout, then. Who?
11: So you wake up here and just go with it?
6: You know the saying, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, because that's how you find out it's two people in a horse costume? Right. So, if I did know more about the explosion, besides what's on the news, I don't know now.
11: So did Patrick help you to find Whiteout, or did he set you up to die? Or did Goatman? Or was it really Sicko? Who
6: knows? If it was Goatman, he'll get me eventually. If it was Sicko, I'm lucky he just wanted to blow me up. I once saw him kill a man with ricotta cheese. But honestly, Goatman and I have so many enemies, it could be anyone in the old rogues gallery. Toxic Holly, Mr. Refrigerator, Miss Mauser, Panic Crackle, Putty Mug, Man Goat... The Puffin, No-Face, Almanac Man, R.G. Beast, Hanglider Man, El Tracero del Demonio. Shush. Hey, let's breaks over. Come on. Coming. Thank you, Gene. Uh, quiz Ball, Terror Raven. Point is, I just don't know. You don't wonder at hey, all I, I, who that, was trying mm, to kill you. Lady, I'm not a junior detective anymore. Just a Cine Roller.
11: Wait. Who told you about Goat Man wanting to kill you?
6: The only person I still trust. Good luck,
11: Motive. We've talked about a lot of things in this case, but one thing that has eluded us this entire time is the motive behind it. Who had the most to gain if Philip Dodd died? I don't think it's about the death of Philip because he didn't die. This is Haley Frond. You may have heard her segments on these American supers. She's the unseen half of this show. After I left Philip to his new life, we talked about the status of the case. Okay, I think we can both agree that Sicko didn't bomb Philip Dodd. But does that mean that Goatman is off the hook? And what about Patrick Mason? Was this all to free Philip? Yeah, but if all this was to just free Philip, who gains the most from everyone thinking he's dead? Maybe we should ask who loses? Well, Sicko, of course. He's locked up. Goatman doesn't look good. It has us talking about his list of dead wards. (laughs) He's lucky you found the kid.
5: Otherwise, he could have been the one tagged for murder.
11: Do you imagine Goatman in jail?
5: Oh, oh. I have a new theory. me too. We
11: had a new suspect, but there was only one person who could confirm it. Attention, the Nathan
8: affiliate signing is now open to all blue badge holders. Blue badge holders,
10: the native affiliate signing is now open. Hey, one one photo per customer, all right? Hold on, have your phones ready, people. Have them ready, hover hands only. All right, you ready?
11: Mm-hmm.
10: Say kid on three. One, two, three. Kid! kid!
11: Thanks, Mr. Mason.
10: It's all right. Uh, you can call me kid.
11: Oh, thanks, kid. <laughs>
10: there we go. High five.
11: Oh, oh. Patrick Mason.
10: <laughs> uh, Candice. G- good, good to see you. Yeah. What are you doing here?
11: I found your brother.
10: Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's great.
3: Hey... Kid, can I get this signed?
10: Yeah, sure. Uh, Actually, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, Larry, five minutes. Hey, uh, hey everyone! All come right, this way. five minutes, everyone. Oh, yeah. Five uh, minutes. Hey, yeah. we just, let's go this way. Uh, Excuse guys, we just gotta oh get my to God, the, it's the original kid. Yeah, it's <laughs> me. <laughs> let's go. Uh, can you just... So you found him. How is he?
11: Surprisingly good.
10: Al- alive. Did did he say who did it?
11: I wanted to follow up with you about your dad.
10: Goat man. Of course. I'd heard rumors that he was trying to get rid of poor Philip.
11: In our last interview, you said that he didn't have a will.
10: You came here to talk to me about my father's will?
11: Did you know that in the United States, superheroic identities are effectively treated as property?
10: You came here to talk to me about superhero law.
11: If you want the identity to outlive you, you can pass it on. But you have to make specific arrangements in your will. Stipulate what you want done in the event of your retirement, or death, or incarceration.
3: Hey, hurry up! I have tickets to see Nathan Fillion! Hey, hey, hey! hey. Uh,
11: But without a will, the title falls to their next of kin. Goatman fired you, but you are still his son. Which puts you first in the line of succession.
10: That's quite an accusation you're making.
11: An innocent man is in jail because of your actions, and another may have been on his way.
10: First of all, Sicko is the least innocent person I've ever met. And I think we're lucky someone finally got Dad to lock him up.
11: He's made great progress in rehab.
10: Oh, good for him. So a criminal's getting help, a sidekick got free, and once again, nothing happens to Goatman. So what did I even do?
11: You blew up a spandexo medical plant.
10: I know the owner. He'll be fine.
11: (laughs) You'd make a pretty good villain with that kind of rationalization.
10: Oh, you're one to speak. You've been sidekicking for a villain for a month now. Kid, come on! You never considered that all of this is just one of his sick gags?
11: No, he needs me. I know him better than that.
10: But you didn't tell him he found Philip, right? You didn't tell him where he was. Commissioner Norman? I hate to do this, kid, but...
8: You're under arrest for arson and conspiracy to defraud the Department of Superhuman Services. I've cuffed you, I know you can get out, but don't. All right, these are like (laughs) official cuffs.
10: You can't do this to me. Come on, let's get going. Watch Uh, your head. I'm a hero! Nope, that's on me, my bad. I'm
3: the hero!
8: Don't let him get in your head, Candace. What we have is special. I will always appreciate that you proved I didn't kill Philip Dodd. Thanks. Besides, if anyone did it, it was
11: you. I'm sorry? You can take that. Haley, I'm in the middle of a session. What? What? When? Hold on. I'm pulling it up now
3: identified as missing sidekick Philip Dodd, otherwise known as the Kid. He was found dead after the sugar storage in a Cinna Roller franchise exploded. What did you do?
8: I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, oh, oh wait,
3: <laughs> I guess I did sugarcoat it!
8: <laughs> I used you. Oh, I was so bored. But then here you come, bounding in, trying to prove I'm not the killer everyone else knows that I am. And then it hit me. An investigative journalist looking for a killer discovers that she was the killer all along. How sad sick is that? (laughs) You're never going to get away with this. You're never going to get away with this. Who led me to Philip? Who gave me all the juicy details of the investigation? Huh? Sidekick? I think you'll get 20 to life. And you can't even disappear. You've already met Whiteout. Oh my god. Oh my god. And here's the worst part. Goatman's just as guilty. More! He's cracked a half dozen of those eggs, and nothing happens to him. He's a hero. It's a rigged system run by self
11: aggrandizing
8: monsters. I think
11: you hate it just as much as me. I have to. I have to do something. Yeah, I have to do something. I know Sicko is a supervillain, but I can't deny he's right about everything. <laughs> I think I've always known the system doesn't work. I think it needs changing. I think that's why I've been bringing in the explosives.
8: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it's door number three! Don't cover the story, be the story! Come with me. Your bags are already packed. Oh,
10: hey, you cannot be in here right now. For your own safety, we gotta get to a new level. Lo- what are you doing with that mic?
6: Stand? <laughs> um, actually, it's a boom!
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh. 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 oh that looked like it hurts.
11: After you? <laughs> now this
8: is a story to follow. <laughs> where you parked
11: this is haley frond this final recording from candace stripe was found at shady acres villain rehab facility candace who is now going by the alter ego candy striper is still at large and is considered armed and dangerous sequential was produced by me Haley Frond, and has been presented by Candice Stripe. Ethan Schwartz was our editorial advisor. Sequential was a production of These American Supers and QSPZ Baltimore.
0: from Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Tragic news out of Lubbock, Texas. A student at Estacado High School has apparently exploded, injuring over a dozen civilians. We go live at the scene with SPR junior reporter, Apoorva Singh. Thanks, Wenling. The football field is bare of grass.
4: No birds are chirping in the trees. Police have identified the victim as Dylan Hendricks, a 17-year-old honor student at this school. This is Sylene Harris, one of Dylan's classmates, and a witness to these events. It was terrible.
1: Dylan was just running laps and all these masked men showed up. They were all chanting his name, like, Dylan explody, Dylan explody. and I didn't... We didn't even know he had powers. But they chased him, and some of them threw rocks, and he was so scared. A couple kids ran to get the security officer, but then there was this huge boom, and... And... Silene, where are the men who did this? Well, they were...
4: They were pretty close to him when he... They knew his name and his power. It may be easy to speculate, but as the Super Act registry continues to come Apoorva, online...
0: I'm sorry, but we are just getting word that the registry in fact has gone offline as the main data center in Lorraine, Oregon has been shut down by some sort of vigilante speedster. Uh, where's that? that? that's That's outside of Eugene? Yes, Southwest. Okay, got it. <laughs>
3: Back, the building is still on fire!
4: A SPR News. Can you tell me what happened here? Thank
3: God. I, I I think we still have people inside. Can you help get them out?
4: I'm sorry, I I'm just a reporter. What happened?
3: The Transformer blew and, and the and the, the servers all started popping off in this flash. There was a there was a noise that was like. Well, you know, you know quantum. That's not possible. I'm telling you, it was that. Now I, I heard it before back when he did all those commercials. I'd I'd know it anywhere, but something's not right. Where's Oh, there it is.
4: More employees seem to have made it out, but no sign of their rescuer.
8: It was Quantum! I saw him! He told me everything was going to be okay! Okay? He destroyed the facility!
6: Blew
0: through it like a tornado! We'll be down for two months! Aporva, can you hear me? Is there any sign of the vigilante now?
4: No, I can search the compound, but there is a lot of smoke, and there doesn't seem to be any trace of the culprit here.
0: Aporva?
8: Is there an Aporva here?
4: Yeah, that's me. Are you okay? Yeah! He pulled me out. He wanted me to give this to you. What is it? It's a note. We signed up to save people even from the law itself. People of the world, Incognito is here for you. It's it signed Papa
0: Stevens. Is it his handwriting?
4: Can't be because Steven Singh is dead.
3: That was a poor of a Singh reporting from Lorraine, Oregon. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark. Additional producing by Carla Lerner and Hunter Shelburne, with special thanks to Brenna Kaline. This episode's full cast can be found in the description below or on our website, sprpod.com. Be a hero to the show by sharing it with a friend. You can help us make more episodes by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Coming up next, Snail Mary, the world's slowest woman, has finally arrived for her interview with SPR legend Bob Scheigel 22 years too late. Hear about her inspiring 15 mile journey on the speech bubble. This is SPR
8: The Fable and Folly Network.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
10: Gestures of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5E, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified, Del Borovic is baffled, Guy Bradford is bewildered, Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual, and me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch, May 31st at 8.30pm EST. And every Friday after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah. Don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft
8: thing. They really know nothing.